0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It
1: is 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. So first up this hour, the folks behind local movie Mantega Terbang are currently under investigation. But they're also facing a fair amount of harassment and threats.
0: Yes, so let's start off with the uh, what the Religious Affairs Minister has said. So Datuk Dr. Muhammad Naim Mokhtar said that checks had been conducted by the Malaysian Islamic Development Department, that's Jakim, on the content of Mentega Terbang, um, saying that it had found that the film's content went against akida or Islamic creed. Uh, so if you're wondering what Mentega Terbang is, if you haven't seen it, the film was first released in 2021, so that's quite a while ago now, and it was subsequently distributed last January, on a streaming platform, which is still not when all the fuss started kicking up. Uh, The story revolves around the journey of 15-year-old Aisha, who becomes curious about faith and the afterlife because of her mother's declining health. So um, we are now more or less a year and a half on, uh, a year out from the movie first coming on streaming, a year and a half from when it first came out into the world. And the film has returned to public attention. Because it was criticised by members of the public as well as by Parti Bumi Putra Pakasa Malaysia, that's Putra, who lodged a police report. Subsequently, I think eight police reports in total have been lodged as well. And uh, it's for a number of reasons. I mean, I think we're going to get into that as well. So um, a clip of the scene has
1: gone viral. That's what's attracting a lot of the uh, vitriol, um, a lot of the very harsh remarks that the creators of the film are being subjected to online. Um, so in that scene, essentially, um, it shows the movie's main character's curiosity uh, to taste pork, as well as a scene of a conversation that she has with her father about different religions. Now, this caused people on social media to question how the movie had even been made available to the public in the first Place. Um, Of course, more on that later because, of course, this has struck up conversations around the notion of um, freedom of speech, um, what it means to push back or criticize if you don't agree with something. But um, in relation to this. I suppose that the turn of events that this movie has gone through in the last week or so, on the 4th of March, it was reported that the movie had been removed from the streaming platform. And the Malaysian Communications and Multimedia Commission said that it had no authority to censor movies and TV dramas since um, streaming platforms fall outside of its scope. However, as we said, it has been removed. And then on the 6th of March, the police confirmed an investigation was being conducted. Uh, as you said, Lynn, um eight police reports had been lodged in total. The most recent update was that director Kairi Anwa, as well as actor Arjun Tanaraju were summoned to Bukit Aman this morning for questioning.
0: So this has not gone with unnoticed. Um On March 8th, several civil society groups, creative organisations and individuals urged the government to not engage in a witch hunt over this film. Uh, In a joint statement signed by 42 signatories, they asked the government to instead ensure a safe environment for filmmakers and artists to practice their craft, saying that creative content deemed offensive by certain individuals and groups need to be handled in an independent, professional and transparent manner to protect both the creative freedoms of artists As well as vulnerable minors. They went on to say that the long term solution does not lie in tightening censorship, pursuing punitive measures, or allowing religious advisors to decide what is acceptable or unacceptable creative content. Uh, Some members of the signatory, uh, some signatories included Amnesty International Malaysia. Uh, We're going to be speaking to uh, Katrina from Amnesty International shortly after this, actually, Uh, alongside people like Asmil Yuno, Brian Gomez. reps from CIJ, Beyond Borders, and many others.
1: So, um, part of it, of course, as I said, um, has to do with whether you agree part of the, the the call really from the signatories has to do with whether you agree with the content of the film or not. Is it, um, is it fair that they be subjected to this sort of treatment? Um, is it fair that um, they are harassed and in, in some cases, I think, threats issued against them? Uh, and I think the challenge is that we are not hearing anything from the authorities on that aspect, right? Uh, we're hearing about investigation. We're hearing about, um, well, something needs to be done in terms of how did this come out in the first place. But what about the fact that they're being subjected to this sort of treatment? And that's where the disconnect lies.
0: Yes, and I guess it it also goes to the other thing which is what is the purpose of art and film and things like that? Um, Is it meant to be didactic and convey messages that will then be taken as this is what you should be doing, this is what you must be doing? Or does it serve as conversational points and can we use it or see it as such? Because increasingly it's starting to feel like we can't and and that's a pity and I think we're seeing a lot of that play out in the Mantega Terbang case.
1: Let us know what do you make of all of this. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be speaking with Katrina Jareen Molyamov, is the Executive Director of Amnesty International Malaysia. So keep it here on the evening edition, BFM 89.9. Be free-minded. BFM
2: 89.9, The Business Station.
1: It's 5.14. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about um, all of the uh, controversy, the uproar around the film Mantega Tarbang, including threats and harassment that has been levelled at the creators of the film. Uh, We've been asking you, what do you make of this? You can call 77732900. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, A group of um, civil society organizations Organizations and other individuals have signed a uh, call for um, addressing these uh, harassment and and threats. Uh, One of the organizations involved was Amnesty International Malaysia. We are now joined by Katrina Joreen Molimov, Executive Director of Amnesty International Malaysia. Katrina, thanks for speaking with us today. The sequence of events around this movie has really been building up, right? So, Jakim released a statement that the movie was against Islamic Creed. Uh, The streaming platform then removed it. Police reports have been lodged. Now the police are investigating the filmmakers. What do you make of this chain of events?
2: So I think that we are at a moment in our country where we're grappling with really difficult, complex issues, where we're navigating a lot of hurt and tensions. And we're figuring out you know, who we are and who we want to be as a people. And Prime Minister Anwar Ibrahim and this government has been very keen to push forward this vision of Malaysia identity, Malaysia Madani, right? That's the identity, um, the slogan. But what does this mean? So I think that the concept here is that it's meant to be a vision for a Malaysia that upholds the values of sustainability, prosperity, innovation, respect, trust and compassion. I don't think going after filmmakers and artists is how we uplift those values. Um, as we said in a joint statement that was signed by over 40 individuals and organizations, if we are to move towards a Malaysia Madani, then we need to create an environment that fosters a diversity of viewpoints, um, that encourages healthy debate, respectful engagement, and a spirit of creativity and innovation without fear, you know, and filmmaking and the arts are really vital to this. Instead, what we are seeing, and, and it's not for the first time. Uh, the government is using its very mighty powers to investigate artists because there is disagreement by some quarters over the content of the material. So this is, you know, the kind of pattern uh, that of of events that we're in um, and the environment that we're in, and it's also why, um, you know, we put out the statement together with the writers and filmmakers and human rights activists. We're coming out to say that. Um, creative content that may be deemed offensive by some individuals or groups it has to be handled in an independent uh, professional and transparent manner that both protects um the, the creativity and the freedom of artists and that very precious right of freedom of expression. While, if in fact, you know, uh, is, is damaging, it also we ways to protect um, minors and others. Um, so, you know, the role of the government here is to ensure a safe environment for filmmakers and artists uh, to practice their craft. And I think this message is resonating. Um, when I last checked, you know, the statement is also on change.org and it was signed by over 700 people.
0: So what is the impact of reactions like these, of actions like these, in fact, on
2: our film and creative industries? So the message the investigations are sending is that in Malaysia, you're not allowed to discuss, consider, debate, or uh, differing viewpoints. You know, the authorities seem to be saying that we should be afraid to explore and engage in different stories. Um, and the message is that we are, as a society, not mature enough to be confronted by um, viewpoints that we disagree with. And I think this this is both insulting to people in Malaysia and it also prevents us from growing as a society, as a people. For filmmakers, artists and individuals in the creative industry, these actions um, by the state um, and the inactions by the government to non-state actors uh, who are you know harassing and threatening? What this does is that it really um, it fosters a climate of fear and nervousness. Um, these investigations and threats um, uh, really um, uh, perpetuate a climate of censorship, and censorship it silences us. It holds us back. It makes us scared of ideas and people that are different from us, uh, and it also prevents us from understanding each other, right? Um, and, and I think when we talk about this issue, yes, this it has an impact on the artists, which is really important for us to understand in and of itself, but also all of us in Malaysia are affected Because when we crush the right to freedom of expression for some, um, that uh, impacts the enjoyment of that right uh, for all of us. I also want to say that we cannot take police investigations to be something that is just administrative or light. You know, it is a very serious thing to be called up by the police, to be made to confront enforcement agencies. So the arm of the government that criminalizes, that takes punitive actions, uh, should not and cannot be activated because a film doesn't sit well with some. This is a a completely disproportionate response. And I think this government has to explain why they have chosen to use uh, their resources and the powers um, of the government for these intimidating investigations.
1: Now, in the statement, uh, the coalition uh, references threats of physical violence, uh, even sexual harassment against the filmmakers and producers. How are they being targeted?
2: So we understand um, that there have been some really awful messages and posts that have been sent to the filmmakers and others involved in the film. I won't go into the details, but there have been death threats on social media, uh, sexually harassing comments, uh, a statement saying that the actress should be slapped. Um, So, within this really toxic climate, we're seeing two things that are happening at the same time. Firstly, the government mobilizing its powers to investigate the artists for their film, and secondly, the government choosing to remain silent when there are these harmful and potentially dangerous comments made against the artists. So we really have to figure out a system um, on how we respond to harm and violence that is online or through the media. Um, and I don't think that there is a very clear cut intervention that you know, one can prescribe. Uh, what we need really is is many, many actions by many parties. Um, where there are very clear and real threats of violence, uh, then actions have to be taken uh, to ensure safety. And and to do this, you need to have also that trust um, by the artists, by the impacted individuals uh, with the government that they are looking out for your safety and your rights. At the same time, and this is a a longer intervention, but one that is necessary too, is that, you know, we need to teach people that it's okay to express themselves and we need to practice ways to do so that isn't toxic, that isn't expressions of violence. And our leaders have a role to play here in signaling this, in condemning uh, the harm and also in allowing expression. So the space to grapple with the kinds of interventions that are needed, Um, cannot um, exist when the people being harassed are then investigated by the state. So this does not create a conducive environment for artists, for the government, for civil society and others to come together to find necessary solutions, both to how do we deal with um, content that may be offensive or or, or difficult and also what do we do when there is harassment and violence uh, that is perpetuated.
0: Right. So, so far, the Communications and Digital Minister, Fami Fadzil has said that he will leave it to Finas to carry out investigations and that if any further action needs to be taken, the authorities would execute them. What else would you have liked to see from him?
2: Firstly, the minister and this government uh, need to be very clear on what is violence and what is harm. So Minister Fahmy and this government have to understand that restrictions to freedom of expression can only happen under extreme and particular circumstances. And any restrictions to that very precious right of freedom of expression has to be legitimate, necessary and proportionate to the harm. So that is something that we want to see very clearly from the Ministry and from this government, a really clear understanding on that. And I know that human rights actors um, have been um, very open to share that knowledge and understanding and develop that perspective with the government. Um, Secondly, and and this builds on an earlier point that I said, um, resources and energy has to be channeled into media literacy. Again, if we are really committed to this concept of Malaysia Madani, then We have to uh, invest in a space and and put in the resources where adults are exposed and encouraged and empowered to self-regulate and to make informed decisions based on classifications and their own respective tastes, values and principles. Right. And so any kind of. in a way, not saying that there cannot be counter perspectives or criticism. Of course, any healthy society must allow for that. Um, but we have to um, enable this uh, in in a way that is in you know, a nonviolent, that is not punitive, uh, and that is peaceful. And and the state has a role to play here in in facilitating our understanding and developing our um, our skills and ability to do so. Um, and from the ministry, I think. You know, they in, in in particular, we've come from this decades of sort of restrictions and um to the arts, um, censorship in so many forms. And I think this is the moment where we really are looking to the communications and digital minister Fami Fadzil um to say that we are moving away from that towards um, an environment that fosters uh, creativity and diverse expressions. Um, We cannot allow this intimidation and threats uh, in a culture of fear perpetuated uh, by some groups to really uh, silence us and undermine the enjoyment of all our rights and the practice of democracy.
1: So since you and the coalition issued the statement, has there been any response from the authorities?
2: Uh, there has not been any response so far to our statement, but we do know that individuals involved in the film have, you know, ha- have been investigated. So, again, the response uh, so far has been we're going to continue with the investigations, not, OK, let's use this moment to really think about what is being said and propose alternate ways to actually deal with, you know, the 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 issues or the disagreements that have come up.
0: Katrina, what final message would you like to leave us with?
2: Well, yes, I think if people are interested to understand uh, the statement and to take action, they can go to change.org. Slash MT Safer Spaces. Um that's change.org, M for Malaysia, T for Tranganu, Safer Spaces. Uh, and you can sign that petition which will be sent to the minister um, urging us to really open up the spaces for creativity and freedom of expression. Um, and secondly, you know, if people want to understand kind of this climate of censorship and pop culture in Malaysia, uh, Amnesty has a microsite in English, BM and Mandarin, uh called unsilenced.amnesty.my. That's U-N-S-I-L-E-N-C-E-D, unsilenced My, Um, And I, I think that, you know, again, this is about the filmmakers, this is about artists, but I really hope listeners understand that this is about the enjoyment of freedom of expression for all of us in Malaysia. And we need to claim that right, we need to defend it, and we need to make it known to the government that this is precious to us and we will fight for it.
1: Katrina, thanks for speaking with us today. That was Katrina Joreen Maliamov, Executive Director of Amnesty International Malaysia, uh, one of the organisations that uh, signed a statement um, calling for, um, I, I suppose calling for action to be taken against the uh, harassment uh, that the makers of Menteke are getting, and in a larger sense highlighting the importance of uh, space for discussion um, and for freedom of speech, for the arts and for creative creative ventures. Now, uh, just to reiterate the links that Katrina mentioned earlier uh, for people uh, who want to check out... Um, check out the call to take action it's change.org slash Mt safer spaces um, if you'd like to learn more about freedom of expression uh, censorship and pop culture in Malaysia that microsite is unsilenced. amnesty. my uh, do keep your thoughts coming as well we are talking about um, the uh, controversy the conversation that's happening around Mantega terbang you can call double seven double three two nine hundred send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight Eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio.
0: You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.